truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Hi! Welcome to another episode of Flicks and Clicks. This is Keelan, and today I am joined by Micah, Jordan, Daniel, and Tyler. Zooey mama, we're all back together. Boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. <laughs> ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka. Okay. Um, stop this feeling. Sorry. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been a long, 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 long time since all of us have been back together. Um, One could say it's been a fortnight. Mm, yeah, that's clever because this is a podcast about movies and games. Oh yeah, Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite is a video game. In case you didn't know, it's also a measurement of time. More specifically, two weeks. I think. Yep, it's been a, a lot. It's been like five fortnights. <laughs> that's ten weeks. <laughs> uh, one in five hundred chance of being the battle royale victor. <laughs> So, Keelan, what are we doing today? Today, we are going to be talking about just kind of a hodgepodge of video game stuff. Some news, some games we've been playing, uh, games we're looking forward to. Um, But before we get into all that boring stuff, uh, word on the street on the grapevine is that a certain someone has a stories to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No one's gonna ask me actual questions then. <laughs> I so so Tyler, y- you have a baby now. <laughs> yes. H- how's that going? Tell For us like about a month, having a, month a baby. And a half old. Yeah, it's been great and really challenging. Um, she's growing really fast, and um, yeah. So June seventeenth, my wife and I had our first child, a daughter. Um, her name is Mabel, and she was born uh, at 7.49 p.m. So, um, she, uh, like all babies, lost a little bit of weight at the beginning and had a little bit of bad jaundice um, and had to go in for some phototherapy, but she's healthy, she's good to go, and she's been growing, and she's, we assume at this point, over nine pounds, um, which means she's been gaining quite a bit of weight. So, um, nice. but in terms of stories, two weeks ago, um, we had a little incident that was kind of like the scariest thing in the world. Melanie actually got in a small car accident. Um, she was going on, an, uh, she actually went out to get Starbucks. And this is the thing is when, and new moms will understand this because we know that that's our highest demographic of this podcast. true Um, true new moms for sure she hasn't been getting out of the house much at all and this was one of the very few times that she would was getting out of the house she was just going to go with mabel to go to starbucks she was going to come back home enjoy the starbucks and then you know have a great rest of the day so she went out towards the starbucks and she was in communication with me at the time, and I went to a Starbucks right around the same time. So I said, hey, I'll just bring you something home. And she was already on the road, and she was like, you know what? That's fine. So she turned around and started headed back home. 
and she was taking a left turn on a uh, yield to oncoming traffic and we're not entirely sure if the car was speeding or not but she turned into an oncoming oncoming car and the car hit her with Mabel in the car and Mabel at the time Dang. is five weeks old and so I got she called me up and said hey got in a small car accident and of course I rushed across town to try and get to them as quick as possible um, luckily everyone's okay so I'll say that straight up everyone's okay um, by the time I got there, Mabel was sleeping in her car seat. So, just a um, normal day for her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, she cried at first, and then she was sleeping in her car seat. By the time I got there, which was probably ten fifteen minutes later, and um, yeah, but Melanie's car is totaled. So it was like a real wow. like car accident. Airbags deployed. It was wow the real deal but nobody was hurt melanie had some weird bruises you know when you if you've been in a car crash before you understand this yeah there's some weird bumps and bruises that you get that you try to think back and go how is that physically possible (laughs) and you can't figure it out and i'm pretty convinced that your brain just gives you inner like injuries (laughs) they're not real (laughs) but she had like a like as punishment. She had like a bruise <laughs> on her that nose. One time that you got in a wreck. Here's a bruise to remind yeah. you to not get in wrecks. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand it. She had like a a bruise on her nose, um, but she doesn't remember hitting her head on anything. She had like a she had like a bruise that looked like it was made by a uh, by a seatbelt that was on her arm, but it was on the opposite side of where the seatbelt should have made done any damage. It was weird. There's always weird things like that. So, I, I, yeah, your brain just, you know, puts bruises wherever. <laughs> I'm convinced. But, Dang. but yeah, everyone's okay. And we're almost through the insurance process. We're down a car, but that should be hopefully fixed as early as tomorrow even. Oh, Everybody's wow. okay. And I'm trying to remember, I think it's Graco is the brand of the car seat. So get that car seat because it did its job. Hey, a little very nice like five or six week old was in a pretty significant car crash and was totally unscathed awesome um and yeah so that's that's kind of the big story of what's been going on do you have any do you have any stories of crazy poops (laughs) (laughs) none that rival the ones that i've heard but i can tell you one that i've heard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i want i want to know your Te- well, no, no, no. Well, tell us the one that you've heard as if it was mabel's as if it was mabel's. okay well yeah. i'll tell you we, we, we would we would never know. how about this i'll tell you i have a small one for mabel that's not as exciting as the one i'll tell after that but well if she's nine pounds i'm sure her poops aren't that big so i don't know You'd be <laughs> um she last week i think it was last week and a little bit of the week before wasn't pooping just all of a sudden she stopped and five days went by and she hadn't pooped and we were a little worried about it and then <laughs> then one day she finally did and she did a look like she pooped normally is what melanie told me in the morning and then melanie left to go <laughs> get some groceries or something and <laughs> i brought her back there to change her diaper dude <laughs> that was like five diapers worth of poop <laughs> 
<laughs> I literally opened up the diaper and like I was like, wow. <laughs> That's what I said as soon as it happened. Opened up the diaper, I was like, oh my goodness. And I didn't have my phone on me. Cause I needed to take a picture of it and send it to Melanie, of course. Um, I didn't have my phone on me, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> my aunt just told me that <laughs> my uncle Jeff used to text pictures of like the absolute blowouts <laughs> to his younger uh, nephews. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. I'm like, oh man, That's you shouldn't awesome, have told man. me that because now I'm going to uh, send pictures of them to my little cousins, Dale and Logan. <laughs> Not so little cousins anymore. I know you listen to this. I know you do. Um, so, anyway, so that's the biggest one so far. And it wasn't like a blowout or anything. But Melanie's boss told us a story about a blowout that they had. They had twins. And there was one time when they changed the diaper one, bring it to the mom. Mom feeds while, they grabbed the, while he grabbed the other one and went in to change the baby. And <laughs> he went to change the baby. And, like, lifted the legs up, as you do. And the baby pooped while he was doing that. And it went all over the wall, on the ceiling. And he had to clean up all of it. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) It went everywhere. That's the funniest story I've heard so far. Although I know there's plenty of others. So, anyway, we haven't had any blowouts. Yesterday was the closest we ever came. Still. All you're contained. Gonna get the, you're going to get uh, a text during this recording of uh, from, from Melanie with a picture of a blowout. Or maybe she'll just yep. bring her in here, bring the diaper in and show everybody. Check this out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. You know, in a couple of months, we can have competitions of worst blowout. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. got yeah. coming pretty soon. When's the due Daniel. date for you, Daniel? Yeah, tell us about um, that. Yeah, due date's October 2nd, um, which is only... Like seven weeks and some days, which is insane. Um, we had an appointment this morning at our for our thirty-two week appointment, um, and so now we're getting down to like the more frequent appointments. And um, yeah, our son is moving a ton and starting to like karate kick Chelsea right in the ribs frequently, and she's not about it. She's very over it. <laughs> um, but yeah, baby's healthy. Chelsea's healthy. I'm healthy <laughs> not that that matters <laughs> I was <worried. laughs> um but it's funny you were talking about all the blowouts and stuff and chelsea had her f- her first baby shower uh not this last saturday but the saturday before and one of her friends got her something called pptps oh i know about these yeah <laughs> i had no idea what it was i she showed it to me and didn't tell me anything and i was like why did we get these weird looking hats because they just look like little party hats but they're like little cones and you when you're changing the diaper on a little boy you have to put the little cone right over his little bits so that when he inevitably pees because there's fresh air <laughs> it doesn't pee everywhere <laughs> so you can like cover it while you're doing everything else a little garden gnome and it's, and it's legitimately called a pptp like on the packaging it says pptp how could you not call it a pptp that's very in- great inventive. <laughs> yeah. So I'm learning already learning all kinds of new crazy things. That's Jeez. awesome. But yeah. My mom told me about PPTPs. <laughs> we haven't had need of one so far. 
Well, maybe for me. I don't know if it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just it's hard to hold when Melanie changes my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> when the fresh air oh, comes, man. as soon as that fresh air hits, it's just uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's great. It's great to hear all this exciting news. And Wait, and, before and we poop move on stories. too much, can we also just acknowledge the fact that Jordan jumped out of a plane and survived? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. I went skydiving yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. At 4.30 p.m. in Snohomish, I jumped out of a plane at 13,500 feet, free fell for a minute. And it was terrifying. <laughs> it was okay. a lot of fun, though. Would you do it again? Oh, 100%. Wow. So I was only a little bit nervous uh, when I was sitting in the plane. I'm really obsessed with my heart rate. I check it, like, all the time. My resting is, like, low 80s. And when I was in the plane, I was, like, at 89. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty calm. Nice. And then... yeah. We had to scoot because there's no seats in the back of the plane. We had to scoot up to the door when it was open. And I looked out over the edge and instantly like couldn't see. My head just started spinning. And then we just fell out. So I was like, okay, we're <laughs> I gotta deal with this now. So then and all So I... you're strapped to a guy, right? Yeah. So then okay. all I saw was like the ground, the sky, the plane, the ground, the sky, and then the ground again. And I was trying to scream, but like when you tandem jump at first, you're falling like 180 miles an hour, and you can't scream because you're just moving too fast. And then eventually, you slow down to like 120 miles an hour. And I was just wearing a t-shirt, so it was like freezing cold. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Wait, do you know enough about the science of what you just said? Because I don't understand why you can't scream at 180 miles an hour. Um I don't think it's because of the speed. I think it's partially because you get so cold so fast and you're terrified. Mm -hmm. So like I was trying to yell, but I had like no breath in my lungs. So no sound was coming out. So it's like a bad dream. Yeah. It took like 15 to 30 seconds for me to breathe again, which was That's half scary. your time in the air, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, why am I not breathing? But no, it was a lot of fun. And the did parachute, you feel like you had to breathe or? Kinda, yeah. It's important. Uh, well, okay, sorry. but <laughs> yeah, but I've heard from people. This is why I ask: is I've heard from people that's like, oh yeah, you're skydiving, you have to worry about breathing because you breathe through your skin, which I always think is a myth. But how do you? Feel? Um, no one told me about that. They were like, just <laughs> they were like, you didn't feel your skin breathing no, for you. I didn't feel my skin at all. Actually, it was so cold. <laughs> it's because it was left behind. Yeah, you, like it was in a Bugs Bunny. Cartoon. It was up top. But uh, no, the parachuting part was super smooth, which was nice because I went parasailing a couple months back in June when I was in Hawaii. So I was like, oh, as long as the parachuting part is similar to that then I'll be fine. And it was, it was super smooth, super calm, flew down and slid into the grass. It was a good time. You, the thing I've always wondered is what's the G force like when you pull the parachute? Is it a lot? It hurt. Yeah. The hardest tights up right around your legs. Pretty good. Uh, my hip is pretty sore today and yesterday, but, uh, 
And even just a very in. old man thing for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> my hip hurts. My, hip hurts, my, my hip back out. hurts. I'm tired and could use a nap. But, uh. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. we all? For real. Hmm. That's awesome. I'm only getting two and a half hour stints awesome. of sleep, so oh. I could use a nap. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Well, Mike, do you have anything you want to share? What do you mean? I don't know. We're all we're Everyone all shared stories. Um, I'm going camping three times in the next four weeks. Whoa! Hey. So that's a lot. That's <laughs> camping. That's more camping than I've done in the past ten years. So I don't really know what to do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So it's gonna be kind of crazy. Nice. Sounds like fun. Is part of that camping on your on your family thing? Yeah. This coming week? Yes. If you need any gear, let me know, because we haven't used our camping gear in like a year. Camping gear in a year. With your ear. Here, um, here. Other than that. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Other than that, um, nothing really. Our Our life is pretty, I don't know. It's pretty okay. We're just trying to get out of debt, you know? Just paying off those student loans, trying to be debt-free. Debt-free like Johnny trying Depp. To be, trying to be debt-free before 2023, am I right? Oh, hey. That's hey. good. All right. So, today, <laughs> nobody are... wants to know about you, Keelan, so don't worry about it. Yeah, what's up with you, man? Today, we are going to... <laughs> nothing. I've been working. That's about it. Editing wedding videos and stuff has been busy, 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 but it's fun. Um, are you are you about to buy a Lamborghini? Nope. <laughs> oh, me neither. I am kind of looking at cars, but the I either have to bite on a deal that's uh, really good if it was two months from now or wait until that deal is gone and there are no good deals, which is what I did now. There's nothing for me. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So today we are going to be talking about uh, some games. We've been playing some news, like I said, uh, 20 minutes ago. And to start off, we'll talk about this little game that a lot of us have been playing. I don't know if Tyler has played it yet. Um, called Splitgate. Fun game. Splitgate, for those who don't know, is a is Halo and Portal, and it's not it's not like Halo and Portal. It is Halo and Portal, in basically everything but the name. Um, you play as literally a Spartan, and you all the guns are the exact same as Halo. They look a little different, but they are the same guns. Um, portals work exactly how they work in the game. Portal, same color, same you know everything, um, and it's. Just a multiplayer arena game that is, in my opinion, a ridiculously good time. Uh, I really like it. It's free. The wait times uh, were very bad in the beginning. Sometimes uh, upwards of 45 minutes to get into, the, not into a game, but into the game. Once you're in the game, you can get in a match really fast. But now that seems pretty fine. The past couple of days, getting in, in the game is taking only a minute or so. And it's in, it's in beta right now, right? Yes, I believe it was supposed to be out already, um, and they were running a beta 
for a little bit and then it got way more popular than they were anticipating which overloaded the servers and made them realize that if they wanted to release the game at its full potential they would need to work on it more um i believe the team started out uh, 10 1047 games i think is the the company yeah. that makes it it started with yep. only a couple people um but now they, it's getting up there they still only have like eight people on their company uh, maybe nine but they're like about them on their website only has eight people listed which is yeah, insane. that's crazy and it did like explode uh i was watching a twitch stream where one of the devs was talking about how quickly it grew it went from 400 active players to 200,000 active players in three weeks wow and like Jeez. the only other game that or the game that they compared it to and the growth that they were hoping for was similar to among us and they went from 800 concurrent to 400,000 concurrent in five months and I remember that game exploding and servers being hard to get into. So the fact that they so, jumped that much is insane. That really makes me like excited for this coming, you know, because it feels, I feel like the developers, even though there's only eight people have really been working hard at getting these load times down. You know, if there's only eight of them, holy cow, they must be working around the clock just to try to, keep it running for for people because that's like the shortest that i've heard what did you say from four four hundred to two hundred thousand in like a couple of days in three weeks three weeks holy yeah. smokes that's yeah. crazy it's insane yeah. that's crazy growth like yeah <laughs> tyler have you have you heard of Splitgate? yes have you played it nope i haven't played it but i have heard all about how it's uh, Halo, and this is the, I've heard it over and over again. Halo and Portal mixed together, mm-hmm. which I looked up a couple trailers for it to see what it actually looked like, and you know I was kind of expecting this. I wasn't, but I was expecting it to kind of look a little bit janky. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't look 100% like a fully developed AAA game does now. Well, of course not like a AAA game, but like you know just doesn't look as developed um and that's what i really love about it because i know it's blowing up because when my phone's blowing up with stuff about Splitgate and i haven't even played it yet i know that it's probably gonna be like a pretty wildfire thing Mm -hmm. but what i love about it is that it's a gameplay concept kind of like fortnite and the battle royales i guess i should say PUBG and the battle royale format several years ago um it's just a brand new version something actually creatively fresh that came out um and it confirms to me one thing that um i've thought about this a lot so i'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here but um when it comes to creativity a lot of people think oh i had to come up with an original idea has to be my own has to be like a, a completely original thing that nobody's ever thought of before. And in reality, that's pretty much never, ever going to happen because somebody's probably thought of it before, more than likely, at least part of it. And so a better thing to do is to take what exists now and recreate it. In a, um, and not necessarily recreate it, but, 
but mix two things together that wouldn't normally mix. Um, and Portal and Halo, I'm surprised this hasn't come out earlier, to be honest with you. That's when you know it's a good creative idea. When you think of it, and you go, oh my gosh, how has no one ever thought of that before? And that's probably why it's growing so much, too. Portal and Halo mixed together. Soon they're going to be like, you know, um, Dance Dance Revolution and Call of Duty. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Yes. Why hasn't anyone ever thought of that? <laughs> well, wait. How many developers are on, on uh, 1047? I think they so have eight and then... We'll just grab Derek and uh, and Brock and Nolan and Sam and we'll have nine. And then from there we can make Dance Dance Revolution Call of Duty. I'm definitely Why quali- not? qualified to help make a video We can call game. it Gate Split. <laughs> <laughs> we can call it Dance Shoot. Call of Duty 53. Oh. <laughs> World at War. <laughs> Whatever tag you want. War- World of Dance. Oh. World at Dance. Call. It could still be COD. Call of Dance. There it is. Now we're on to something. Daniel, what are you thinking about this new split gate bonanza? Sorry, yeah, Daniel's our, our resident Halo enthusiast um, out of all of us. So tell us what you think, is Daniel. Nobody, did nobody else really like get like get into Halo? Keelan we're and just, I did. We're just yeah. PlayStation boys. So I, we got Halo. into Halo, but not as That's much fair. as we got into everything else PlayStation. Well, mm-hmm. honestly, one of my first thoughts about the game and just kind of also just where we see a lot of like even movies and stuff is that everybody seems to be appealing to like this nostalgia and there's like a huge desire for nostalgia. And this, this game is combining two of the most nostalgic games in like in gaming history. Like I don't, I can't think of anybody who in our generation who didn't at one point or another go hang out with a bunch of friends and land party halo and play like zombies or something. Um, and simultaneously, I think all of us um, have had experiences with Portal when it first came out and everybody was talking about it and it was this crazy puzzle game. Like we all, like everybody knows both of those games. Like nobody's shocked by them, but also nobody plays those games anymore. You can't get Portal anywhere except for maybe Steam. I haven't looked into it, but like you definitely can't get it on any consoles um, and Halo's Xbox only and the new ones, like there's just not as much of a following of like the multiplayer stuff anymore compared to like what else you can get especially that's cross-platform and this game is literally the combination of two of those biggest games so from that front it's like awesome all that aside though i played it for like the first time by myself because jordan was like guys this game is amazing one of the things Jordan that you said that made me want to try it is you're like I'm actually good at this game and I was like I have hope I might I might be good at it too because like when it comes to first person shooters I I'm decent at like player versus environment stuff like I can hold my own but I don't have like the twitch reactionary speed when when it comes to player versus player to like be any good so I usually just die a lot and like maybe get a couple kills but I just I'm just really bad at it and for some reason like I did like pretty good like in one of the first games I played which these games I think they're limited to like maybe like 10 minute matches and they're pretty like small like kill cap for like when your team wins so they don't last very long and I somehow got like a 10 kill streak without dying and I was like 
Never in my life has that happened where I've been able to kill people, that many people, without dying in between, ever. It was it was so fun, and it was so fun to feel like I could actually play it and not suck. And that wasn't like a one-off experience either. Like I played multiple games where, like either my team won or, like I did really well in my team, and that just made it so much fun to keep playing, as opposed to have one good game and then you just get crushed over and over again. Mm-hmm. Which is usually what happens to me in Destiny. I've been thinking about this a lot too, um, because both of you said that, um, and I've had that experience on some other games when they come out pretty fresh. When it's that new, like I said, that creative new fresh thing, it's because nobody plays it for their literal job. <laughs> so you're not yeah. like there's, there's not like a tier of it that's so high caliber that people literally spend every second of every day playing this game. They can't have done that yet because it's so new. So what it comes down to is your raw video game skill. So props to you guys. Good raw video game skill. Like you just get it. You know your way around a controller. It's cross-platform, so I think, right, they wouldn't have dedicated PlayStation servers at this point. Would they? Would the team so small? Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's cross-platform, um, Xbox, PC, and PlayStation right now. So we're beating people on mouse and keyboard. That feels yeah. great. Potentially, which yeah. is a big deal. Is it? Are is it? Are we for sure that it's crossplay in the beta? I know it's going to release it with cross-platform. Yeah, yes. actually, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Yep. So and they don't they, the they don't make you opt in to playing against mouse and keyboard. Nope. No. That's you're forced to. How are we that not makes, good? That makes me feel that feel um, that much better then. I know. Well, okay. Remember that one match right after Daniel left when we were getting slapped? That yeah. one guy, S9, S9 was shooting me well. across the map. I remember <laughs> yeah. his username. Uh, if you're listening, Jordan knows. Who Do you, you remember are. his username, Jordan? S9. S9, dude. Get out of here. His IP address is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Michael, what do you think of this game? I think it was pretty fun. Um, I'm with Daniel. First-person shooters aren't really my jam. Um, I'm a lot better at PvE like Destiny. Um, well, the part of Destiny that we usually play together, we, you know, anytime we play Crucible or, or Gambit, we usually get slapped. But, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's not something I'm going to play by myself probably ever i did it the first time i played it by myself i played it for maybe 30 minutes and then um the daniel jordan keelan and me played it for about two and a half or three hours the other day um and that was the the most i've played it um and so it's fun um i'm hoping that there's more i just love that these games like PUBG and Fortnite and Warzone and Splitgate and you know all these games are just coming out free to play now and free to play games aren't trash anymore like there there's some really fun free to play stuff and that's just super super fun um and you know obviously you can pay for like cosmetic upgrades and stuff like that um but it's not pay to play um either so so that's super nice so it's just really really fun to jump into these free games it's just because then there's no pressure you know i've Mm -hmm. i've bought too many games where it was like okay but if it sucks bummer because even those lower budget games oh bummer i still spent 20 bucks on this game 
Whereas Splitgate, especially if it's been like hyped, yeah, exactly. Where Splitgate, like all of you guys are like, hey, try out Splitgate. So I went and searched, it and I was like, oh, it's free. Pfft, download. So I was like, you know, might as well try it out. It's free. Might as well. well so I just hope it gives me hope for the future for that. I think that there's it's a, a fantastic business model too. I hope we can go into this for a little bit, but like Fortnite and those games got more money out of me than they ever would have because I wouldn't have bought it. But I do play it, and I've bought a season pass or two. And so it's one of those things where if they're thinking about their entire market, they can say, okay, yeah, there's the people who are all about this type of game, and they're going to buy it for 60 bucks and sweet. We can't wait to get that. And we're going to try and milk them for more stuff. We actually come out blah, 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 cosmetics, whatever. Or there's free-to-play. We're going to get 60 bucks a year out of people who want to buy the season pass every time. And I'm talking about Destiny 2 because they got me good. Um, they're going to buy the season pass every single time, but we're also going to get those people who, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll play when the new expansion comes out. I'll play for a couple months or whatever, um, but then I'm going to, you know, set it down for a little while. Um, but I don't mind buying in because it's only 10 bucks to get into the season, or it's only, you know, 30 bucks to get the brand new expansion. So that's not, not a big problem to me, especially with game prices going up. Now the bottom line is going to be 70 bucks. And that's a steep price. I don't care what game you're mm-hmm. buying. True. And, and if you think about it, people, I mean, it's, it's like free marketing, right? Because the more people you get playing your game, the more buzz there is surrounding it, the more talk, the more. And Fortnite's so, so geared towards like middle schoolers, <laughs> honestly, like middle schoolers and even like some third, fourth, fifth graders that like. And Micah. And me. Yeah. I mean, dude, I still rock it, okay? I still play it. It's fun. It's a fun game. And it's free. Yeah. It it's <laughs> it'll be interesting. Get off I my think, back, man. <laughs> I think uh yeah. get off my back, Daniel. <laughs> I think Splitgate has uh has to really really pull it together in the next few months. I pull it together not that it's bad now, but um in terms of the unlockables, the cosmetics and stuff, at least for me, like I still think the the base skin that you have is the best one. All the other ones that you can unlock or pay for look kind of terrible and awful. Um, the gun skins, all that stuff. Um, and guess what? Halo comes out. Halo Infinite comes out in a few months, free to play, with all the gameplay minus the portals that we like in this and a whole bunch of cosmetic stuff and it's halo yeah it's not on playstation but it's on pc it's on xbox you're by probably march you'll be able to play it on your phone with a 20 dollar like little controller hookup thing like it's See, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna camp on that for a second because you're this is a perfect example of what i mean by creativity um everything but the portals seems like a small thing that's everything about Splitgate. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And so, like, Halo's been around for years and years and years. And so I feel like I absolutely agree with you. They do have to step up their game if they're going to stay in the game. Especially looking at it. I mean, I haven't played it. So, to be fair, I don't know what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> um, cosmetically, it doesn't look very good yet. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. And I don't blame them for eight people. But... What they might have been doing has been like, this is a good idea. And I heard rumblings of it 
several months ago. I remember hearing about this game several months ago. And so they're like, we need to get this on the ground and get it up before anybody else does so that we can be the ones that are that have the skin in the game. But um, I don't know. What do you guys what do you guys think? Keelan, do you agree with me about that? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, I definitely think the portals are the thing that make this game unique. If if it was the split gate without the portals, I would be like, oh, it's kind of like Halo, but it's not quite Halo, you know? And I think it feel like a Halo ripoff yeah. if it didn't have the portals. And this feels like a brand new game that is very reminiscent of Halo in certain ways, but is fresh in its in its own right. Um, it's just at the same time you're missing those things that I love at least about Halo, which is um, the the world itself. Um, the maps in Splitgate are cool, but I don't understand. Like they're forgettable. Yeah, there's they're, one they're or- very forgettable. It's not there's not like. Like in Halo, <clears throat> I haven't played Halo that much, and I can remember like five or six of the maps like all the way. I can remember all of them because they're so memorable. And Splitgate is not that way. They're they're cool. The maps are cool, and it's not like wow, this map sucks. Like you're like, oh, this is kind of a cool map, but you don't. I don't remember anything from them. Yeah, and and Halo um, will also have Forge, which is one of my favorite things of all time. Um, where you just get to create your own map, your own game modes and stuff. And a lot of the game modes in Splitgate are ripped straight out of Halo, like name and all, Oddball, and all those funky games that... King of the Hill. Mm-hmm, uh, they're all straight from Halo. So we got some of those, but it's it very much feels like with Splitgate, this is what you get, and that's all you get. And with halo infinite it feels like it's a little more open-ended also there's vehicles and stuff and i love the vehicles in the halo multiplayer and and whatnot and the scale and stuff and there's none of that in splitgate which doesn't mean splitgate is a bad game i just think i mean halo infinite just had its uh, they called it a flight test a few weeks ago which was a alpha that wasn't an alpha or whatever um and people were really into it and people after playing that, when everyone started talking about Splitgate, I saw on Twitter a lot of people were like, eh, "Like, yeah, I'm sure Splitgate is cool or whatever." But I just got done playing Halo. I'm just gonna wait until the next flight test, or I like just looking like. And I think that's dumb for people to like be turned off from Splitgate because they like Halo or whatever and think it's a ripoff. But I feel like there's a, a large number of people who are just gonna wait for Halo. And I think when Halo Infinite does come out, it's I think it's going to be pretty dang big. Um, and especially, I mean, yeah, the campaign's going to cost seventy bucks or however much, but the the multiplayer, the thing that people are going to spend the most amount of time on, is is going to be free, just like everything else. And so I think I think it's going to get a lot of pub 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 publicity, and um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Plubicity. Plubicity. <laughs> it's going to get so much plubicity. I'm really curious to see how that plays out because there's things like PUBG and Fortnite that are that have the same game mode that's the most popular on them. And they're just side by side. You know? Yeah. And I... I, I keep going. I just feel like Splitgate's such a new thing. I don't think anybody's attention is going to be... Anyone who likes Splitgate... Their attention isn't necessarily going to be off of Splitgate because of the new Halo. That's what I think. 
I think the new Halo is going to attract a lot of people, but I think a lot of people are going to keep going back to Splitgate. If Splitgate, because I agree with you on this, can continue to improve. Mm-hmm. If they sit there too long, I agree, people are going to get, get tired of it. And that brings me to another thing, which is, I do want to say this, and we mentioned this in previous episodes before, but although 70 bucks is a lot to pay for a game, I understand why they'd be 70 bucks now. Because holy smokes, the stuff that we're seeing is absolutely insane. And if you don't see that, look back 10 years. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah. I'd say we're lucky that games are only 70 bucks by this point. I think they were 60 bucks in the PS2 era. I think they could have upped it to 70 in PS3, 80 in PS4, and 90 in PS5. I thought they were 50 say. bucks in PS2. They might have been 50 bucks. I think they were 60. I'm looking this up right now. I'm I I'm kind of in between you two. I think I think maybe I'm a little bit more with Tyler on this one. I think there's going to be a lot of people who enjoy Splitgate that when Halo Infinite comes out, they're going to play it, but they're going to keep Splitgate in their library and I think they're going to go back to it um every once in a while, especially if they keep growing it. Um if they keep making it better, but you know, eight people can't can't compete with however many people they have. Um, tweaking and fixing and upgrading uh, Halo Infinite's online, so I guess we'll just have to see what happens. And I think a lot of it comes down to how Halo manages cheaters, because that's how I heard about this game, is a bunch of people who play Warzone were just tired of how many hackers are in the lobby, so they just all left and started playing Splitgate, and Splitgate is very on top of hardware banning people who cheat in their games so you can't just make another account you have to get a whole new computer in order to play the game again um they're very on top of keeping cheaters and hackers out of their games which is a huge selling point to people who play a lot of first person shooters right like yeah it's not fun to play halo if you just get like aimbotted all the time which i'm not sure if that happens in halo but definitely happens in I'm call sure of duty it does daniel are you gonna get an xbox and play halo infinite <laughs> i would like to but i'm 99 percent sure it's not in the cards anytime soon yeah i do want to play halo infinite and i think i should be able to i think it'll still be available like the full campaign mode and everything on xbox one so i do still have my sure. xbox i'm i'll probably i might get it there so long as i can make sure that when i if and when i do get a new xbox it'll port over just because i want to be able to play through the story um one thing i was going to say is i kind of i think i kind of agree with keelan a little bit more about in terms of the success or failure of Splitgate. Uh, I think right now Splitgate is filling a void that Halo has created in its like delay of bringing out Halo Infinite. Like people have been waiting for a Halo game for gosh, I don't even remember when Halo Five came out, but it's been a long time. Um, and this is the most Halo feeling game that is fresh and new. So I think people are flocking to it. And there's people like all of us that are on PlayStation that won't be able to play Halo unless we have, you know, a gaming PC or an Xbox. Um, that like still like Halo but don't have the experience. So there's like this huge influx. But I think when it comes down to it, you have this community um, of people that are probably, and I would I would consider myself in this category, people that are like 
this feels like what I loved, but I wouldn't trade this for the real thing. And even though the portals are fun, like the portals, portals are the whole thing in Splitgate, but at the same time, you can still do all the other game modes minus the portals in Halo with the more succinct gameplay and all the kinks worked out over like quite literally decades of working on Halo games. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's going to last. The only thing I could, I would say is that Splitgate could come around if they use all the money they're making off of this huge influx of people supporting it um, and make it a good game and get people to like come back to it after Halo releases. There might be a lull where they can be like, hey, we still have portals and portals are great and we've upped it in all these ways and it's better now and maybe that I could see that happening. I think Splitgate has a tremendous amount of potential in the esports world. Um, I think the type of like competition and stuff that you can do, that didn't even make sense. The types of like trick shots and the amount of creativity and like uniqueness when it comes to those game modes um i think it'll be it would be really fun to watch teams i would rather watch a team of five versus a team of five in team deathmatch and splitgate than i would in halo um because halo they're just shooting each other but with splitgate it offers so much more variety of how to do things um i don't know what the world of esport i don't really watch any of that kind of stuff um but i know it's a huge a huge thing uh you know with overwatch even and and all that stuff i think this i think splitgate has a really good place among those games in that type of um genre area i don't know i think it could be pretty cool um but yeah they just got to keep the ball rolling keep things coming out uh make skins that aren't just people in football costumes and stuff going against you know space marines it's just it's weird um do we want to talk about any more of that or can we move on moving i'm good moving on okay so the other thing that's been uh in the news uh recently um is this whole lawsuit that's been going on between the state of california and activision slash blizzard um a little rundown. I haven't done a whole lot of reading on it uh, just because it's not fun to read about this kind of stuff. Um, but basically, uh, it's uh, accusations of, I think they, it's sexual harassment and frat boy culture, I think is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, lately in the past couple years, uh, especially in the, the video game industry, uh, stories like this have been coming out a lot. Uh, this is by far probably the biggest, um, case that I've seen. Um, you know, when you start a new job and they make you go through all the training videos and then they always have those wild scenarios in the videos of examples of like what to be on the lookout for if you see like a harassment uh, scenario and when you're watching the video you're like I get what they're trying to say but that is outlandish like no one talks like that no one does that kind of stuff that's the stuff that's been going on at, at Blizzard and Activision uh, for years and years and years and years and years um, and I think the frat boy culture that they mention is all the higher ups um, have been I mean they started 
with Blizzard, like in in a, a smaller capacity when Blizzard was smaller, making World of Warcraft and StarCraft and all these games. And then, you know, since Blizzard is such a huge thing and now they acquired Activision or the other way around, I don't remember exactly how it went. Um, but they've kind of all been covering for each other and you you hear people, some of the, you know, presidents of certain areas of Activision and Blizzard say, no, of course, we, we abhor this type of behavior and we don't support it at all. And then two days later, it'll come out that they were like number one perpetrators themselves. It's just gross all around. Um, and it's going, I think it's going to change a lot, especially since Blizzard and Activision, I mean, two of the biggest um, companies in gaming uh, who have some of the biggest games, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, uh, you know, all those heavy hitters. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, it's just not a, not a great thing. And it's, it's been all over the, all over the gaming news, uh, lately. So that's what's going on in California, but. Well, they call it, they call it flat, frat boy culture, but <clears throat> I just think about these guys who started these companies were probably frat boy age when they started doing all this stuff and never you, grew up. Yeah. just never, never grew up when you get. I mean, not that they, they didn't have to roll up their sleeves and, and work to do the, th- the stuff that they were doing, but they were just kind of probably... And not that it. the and not also not that the things that they were doing when they were frat boy age were okay. No, yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. But they... But yeah, you get... I don't want to be cliche about it, but you get money and you get power, and if you're unchecked, that's what can happen see it all over the place that's why this isn't the only place we see it <laughs> yeah and and now you know you have uh they had a huge walkout in blizzard uh, uh this past week um they do virtual sit-ins uh, in world of warcraft where all the players get together and protest and they're campaigning to get characters quest lines uh removed from games that reference these people um it's a huge thing, and I mean, you know, this started, what, two weeks ago? And it seems like every other day there's more and more that gets brought up. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see what, or to think about what's going to happen. Cause, uh, what, uh, Jordan, you play Overwatch. Overwatch 2, isn't that supposed to come out soon-ish, maybe? Um, fairly soon. They're super vague on it, uh... I know Jeff Kaplan, the lead on Overwatch and lead on Overwatch 2 left a couple months ago and someone else took it over. So I imagine that delayed when they were going to release a little bit. But yeah, I'm not too sure when that game's going to come out. I know they were set to or at least it was rumored that they were going to release or not release announce um some new overwatch content whether that be content for overwatch 2 or or overwatch 1 um and they just kind of have been silent since all of this and so um with yeah i don't you know uh we'll see i guess what happens to those games in the future i don't know i know wow has always had World of Warcraft has always had a huge uh, fan base. Um, and it is it is cool to see the community come together 
virtually in in you know in these games to bring light to what's going on and stuff i I think that's oh i mean it's it's important yeah it's not cool that it happened but the fact that they're still willing to like get together and be like this sucks i don't know it's yeah not to put a downer on everything but that's yeah we can move on well we can talk about a little bit of how how, i mean i think we already talked about it yeah we can move on but it is going to affect the gaming industry because they put out a lot of games so there's yeah. going to be delays, I'm sure, if there haven't been already. Have there been delays already for for that? Not uh, that I've seen announced, but they are pretty quiet about their games up until... Like, they went uh, Cylon on Overwatch 2 for, like, three or four months, and then they were like, here's a character skin, like, character skin rework. So, who like, who really knows when that's going to happen? I know... The Diablo 2 remaster got pushed back a little bit, but I think that's still coming out uh, at the end of September. So, well, yeah. WoW might be on the the outs, but word on the street is there's a new, not new, but there's another MMO that is lots of fun. Maybe Daniel, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> Segway. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, part of this walkout that you guys mentioned is a lot of people, like gamers, being like, yeah, I don't even want to support, you know, this this company because of all that's going on. So they're literally like, after, and a lot of these gamers have spent literal years and years and years and years playing World of Warcraft and creating their character and like having their team and their faction or whatever it's called, because I've never played World of Warcraft. Um, and they're like, piecing out and like deciding to try and find other MMOs. And in the process, um, a lot of them are finding what was already a pretty reputable MMO, um, in final fantasy 14. Um, and I have a friend, um, I don't know if he listens to this, but shout out to Kyle Fugier. If you're listening, here we go. Uh, he introduced me and a couple other friends, um, to final fantasy 14 recently. Cause he was like, I'm trying to see if I can find another MMO that like does like does what wow has done for me over the last like several years and primarily like creating community. So he's like trying to like figure this out, this new game out. So we've all been trying to figure it out. Me, my friend Brady, uh, my friend Riley. Um, and this, this happened like this weekend. So this is all pretty fresh to me. Um, I'm going to keep it short too, because I haven't made up my mind literally today. They texted me and said, we are all hanging out eating food. And we've been talking for the last hour, how we're going to get you to bail on destiny and jump on final fantasy full time. And I'm like, guys, I don't think it's going to happen, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm undecided. I don't think I'll ever bail on destiny completely, but um, you're a destiny boy through and through. I am. I am, which is a whole other thing. Not going to get into it. We've talked about Destiny endlessly on this podcast that I don't think anybody needs any more Destiny at this point. But Final Fantasy XIV um, is free for the first 60 levels, um, which is substantial. Um, 60 levels takes a long time to get through. Um, it's basically the entire, the entirety of like the 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 
the beginning story quest line. And on top of that, like if you just play through that only, it's over 200 hours of gameplay if you're just committed to like going through it. And that's not any of the side quests. Um, and it's like the f amount of free in this game is just ridiculous. Um, and like any MMO, you start and you pick your character and you create your character and you choose one of the many available races of, of beings from this world and you create all the types of like weapons they have and like what kind of gameplay you want to play and then you get into it and you play. Um, yeah, I don't even know like where to go with this. How many hours do you think you've put into it so far? It's a lot. Not very many. Like I said, I just started on Saturday. I've only put in like three or four. The initial uh, leveling up on it uh, goes pretty quick because it's really small experience points between each level, but they exponentially grow each time you level up. So to get from one to two, maybe it's 500 experience points, and then two to three, it's 1,000 experience points, and so on and so forth. Um, and I got to level 11, and that probably was maybe three hours worth of gaming. Um, but it's it's slowing down substantially. But in that time, like I've done nothing but like kill ladybugs and pick fruit for some <laughs> dude that needed my help picking oranges. Uh, and this is Square Enix, right? Yeah, yeah, Square it sounds Enix, like yeah. Square Enix. So the the game takes place in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but that said, from what we've been like so my friend Kyle like I said he's coming from World of Warcraft and so he has a really high standard of MMORPG because he's been playing this for so long so he, and he's looking for something with like really rich story and this Final Fantasy 14 um has been known in more recent years at least to be some of the best end game storylines in an MMO um and so we're all kind of working towards the end game stuff and we're just like, let's for now, let's just play through this free version. And, and if we like it, then we'll keep playing. And if we don't, you know, it's free. We didn't, didn't waste any money. Um, but, um, yeah, the story is already something that like you get sucked into. There's so much going on and you start seeing these little threads through conversations with NPCs and little tiny cutscenes, And even some of the quests you do, you're like, this seems really dumb that I'm helping this dude pick these oranges and bringing them back to him. Um, but like, as you keep going, you like see like what they're for. And like, he's this farmer that's like helping the community after like they, you know, suffered this terrible event. And I don't know, it's a, it kind of builds out and it's a slow burn. And, um, this is the first MMO I've ever played. So it's quite a bit of a culture shock for, for me because I'm used to pretty high action games like destiny where you just you just move fast and you shoot things and you blow stuff up and you kind of have roles and stuff but yeah I don't know do you guys have any questions that I can <laughs> better articulate so it's it's free you're playing on ps5 yep huh which this is a this is a port from pc so um the PS5 version is when you first set it up, it it looks like a web page, and you have to like click through with a little mouse cursor 
um, and select areas and register and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you get to a place where you can hit play game from this web page, and then your screen converts to like, oh, we're on the PlayStation now, and it makes sense. It looks like a console game. You get like the act or the Square Enix startup screen and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, but the controls, the I mean, with any MMO, you've got a lot of like windows, maps, and bars, and health information, and team information, and all these different things that you can do. And there's so many things going on; it takes quite a bit of use to getting used to. Um, but you can play it with controller, and everything we've looked um, like people that are playing this game on controller are just as capable of like doing all the same things as somebody on a keyboard, mouse and keyboard, which is pretty cool. Um, the trackpad acts as your mouse, so you can swipe the trackpad and click with your trackpad um, on the on the dual or the yeah dual sense controller, um, and uh, you can customize your HUD so that it's not as crazy with all the bars and everything. But it definitely feels like this weird port from a PC, and it's a little bit getting used to. I've been I a just, Final Fantasy fan for a really long time, like since I was younger. Uh, mm-hmm. Played a lot of them. I've I've played a lot of them. I've platinumed one of them, and I have heard a lot about Final Fantasy XIV because a lot of the people I follow with Kingdom Hearts stuff play Final Fantasy XIV. So I just haven't touched it yet because I was like, what am I going to do? Just open up this MMO and play by myself? And I know, because I've played some MMOs before, I know how much time and how much energy can go into an MMO and how easy it is to get sucked into it and not want to do anything but play that for all of your free time, you know? Because you're building the character. There's a yeah. there's, there's a extreme satisfaction in coming back and being like, okay, my progress isn't lost. I'm building my guy. And, uh, like, there's this thing I've been working towards for a long time. And, oh, I was almost there last night, but I got to get there again. That's why so many people got addicted to WoW in the first place. Yeah. But... Um, I've played some weird ones over the years. Cabal? Yep. Did you play that too, Keelan? A little bit, yeah. Dude, I remember Cabal back in the day. I would play Cabal. And, like, it was only for, like, one specific summer. And I would play it, and I would, like, buy... It was, like, right when I started getting a little bit of money. And it was enough for me to buy these 24 packs of Dr. Pepper. I never was out of Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, good old old dp cabal was good i also played um i played this other one i don't even remember the name of i know what you're talking about with like the fairy one yeah Mm -hmm. i just don't remember what it was anyway they're good mmorpgs are, are a lot of fun i'm so all that to say daniel since I've been a fan of Final Fantasy for a long time, and I like MMORPGs, and I've even thought about getting Final Fantasy, I'm going to get it. You should. But I also... When you get it... Yeah. When you get it... Uh, so I learned this the hard way, and this will be good for any listeners that are like, maybe I should give that a shot. There are, on the PlayStation Store, there are two free versions of this. One of them is like a PS5 version, and one of them says free trial. Get the free trial version, because you cannot play like the game through the PS5 version, like it airs out and I had to uninstall that one and go reinstall the other one. So I spent way too long downloading two different versions of the game. Why is it still on there so, if it doesn't work? I have no idea. I don't know if it's like a like a graphic conversion that was meant to be like an update, but somehow they put it on there as like a separate game. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. 
um, but you can do all the registration through the PS5 version. But then when you hit play game or or like go to log into the game, it's like you don't have the right to do this. You have to download the game. And I'm like, what the heck? So keep that in mind. Okay. But yeah, hundred uh, percent. If you're wanting to play it and you're like, I don't know if I want to play it by myself. Hit me up on Instagram. Maybe we can party <laughs> up. Is it so? Is it how much is it after sixty levels? It's like fifteen a month. Know. I don't think it's ex- Fif- oh, it's yeah, a monthly say, thing. It's a monthly. It's a monthly thing, but it's not terrible. <laughs> 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 One of the expansions is the world of Evilise. I think is what it's called in Final Fantasy twelve. You get to revisit ah. Rabinastra. And dude, I still have not beat that game. Me either. Why has there got to be Hoochie Mamas in every Final Fantasy, dude? <laughs> Hoochie Mamas? Yeah, that's what my wife calls them. So when I play Final Fantasy, so every time you play a Final oh. Fantasy game, every time Hoochie you play a Final Mamas. Fantasy game, there's somebody in that game that is basically naked. And I don't know why every Final Fantasy game has to have that. Like Has to have a Hoochie Mama. Yeah, and so, but the problem with Final Fantasy twelve unlike 15 or something like that is that (laughs) it's funny in 15 i'll come back to that but (laughs) um in 12 the person's in your party in fact it's an entire race of person and they're only female so how does that work but um science they like are like cat bunny people who wear metal everywhere but where it counts and so um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in final fantasy 15 it's extremely funny to me because it's like nobody has that problem in final fantasy 15 in fact i remember playing that game going oh like for the first time ever in a final fantasy game nobody's like got their boobs out all over the place then you get to this random gas station y'all it's a gas station and like they put a character in there that doesn't like has a jacket on that's zipped all the way down to the belly button Those and they're darn just Gucci mamas. Yeah, and they're just wearing like hardly anything. Those and I'm like I mean, part of me thinks to myself like hmm what what is this news about sexual harassment in the video game community? Like, oh, that's never been a thing that's ever been hinted at in any video game over the course of time. Like, come on now. It's been it's been a thing for a while now i'm surprised it's taken this long for the actual problems that have been going on in the humanity world um to to rise up but you know that's what's happening these days but still it's just it's like you don't need to do that if it was tasteful it'd be one thing and i'll, I'll say this in final fantasy 12 like at there's, least they the, made in, there's tasteful hoochie mamas well <laughs> <laughs> It's at least an entire race and they have like a very specific style and they're all female and it's like, you know, I can, I don't know. Is it necessary? Probably not. And am I going to get ridiculed for this? Who knows? I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know what to say about it, but that's what my wife calls them. Hoochie Mamas. And I, so it's hard for me to play those games because I don't want to put a Hoochie Mama on my screen. This is, this is so far the only Hoochie Mama I've found. Whoa! Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Thank goodness is, we're no longer is, a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is called a mossless gooboo. Mossless gooboo. Yeah, everybody go look a up a mossless gooboo. Gooboo. 
No, really, it's not. It has. It's a giant naked not, monster. Yeah, but it's it's okay. It's safe for the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it was not a actually joke. inappropriate. Yeah. Sorry, Mossless Gulliad. So that's Final Fantasy fourteen. That might be something that we all come back a few episodes from now talking about a lot more. Who knows? Um, you may never hear it again. That is also true. Um, so we're about at the end of the episode. Um, a couple things that are exciting that are coming up. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is having a director's cut, which is not only a full PS5 upgrade with some quality of life improvements, um, but it also comes with an entire new expansion, a new, a new uh, island and everything. So that's uh, very exciting. Um, Hades comes out on console or at least on ps5 and xbox uh the day this episode comes out and i highly 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 recommend people play this game and get it it's not only great uh gameplay but the storyline and its use of greek mythology characters um and the lore and everything is unreal how they implement it into the roguelite formula where you die and come back and die and come back and die and come back it's done very 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 well um there is one other thing or a couple other things really quick micah do you want to lead i would love to so i this is the most exciting thing that's coming out or a couple new developments are very exciting to me not not necessarily because of what they are but because of what they mean um for games going forward so uh, N- Nintendo announced that they're making an OLED model Switch. Um, this isn't replacing the normal Switch or the Switch Lite or anything. It's just another model in the lineup. Um, so it's essentially the same Nintendo Switch. Um, it's still 720p, but instead of the, I think it's, it's like a 6.2 inch on the regular Switch, 6.2 inch screen, it's a 7 inch screen. Um, so the fat bezels you see on an, on a Nintendo Switch uh, are gone and they're just very tiny. So the Switch is the exact same size as the OLED. I think it's like 1 millimeter longer or something. But it'll fit in all the same bags if you have the regular Switch. Um I don't have a Switch. Um I don't have a Switch Lite or anything like that and this is really really fun looking to me um i've wanted to get a switch for a while but i've never like eh, yeah let's actually save up and get one i've never really gone all out um but this is something the oled switch that looks super cool and i kind of want to get it before the next time i fly on a plane which is probably still six or seven or eight months away from when i fly on a plane again but um but yeah this the oled switch is looking really really smooth really nice um and it launches at 349 so 349 is not bad um it's also twice the storage of the normal switch um and then of course that oled panel um on there still outputs to 1080p so it's not outputting to 4k so it's not like a you know a generational leap but it's just an upgraded version um it looks super super nice so i'm really looking forward to trying it out i'm i'm hoping to to go for it um when it comes out um another thing that's really exciting is valve uh company valve owns steam um they're making a handhold pc handheld pc called the valve steam deck have you guys heard of this 
Mm-hmm. Very vaguely. Okay. Um, well, it looks a lot like a Nintendo Switch, and it's a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier. It's essentially a PC in the palm of your hand. Um, there's three different models, um, but it's got like a super high... Um, super high uh, value, I guess. I don't know. It's super, super nice um, SSD. It's an NVMe SSD in it. Um, it's it's a powerful little system, and all of your Steam games are in one place on this thing. Um, it's also going to be dockable when it comes out, so it's a lot like a N- Nintendo Switch, but it's just essentially your PC, but it's handheld. A um, couple of drawbacks... Um, the initial version of it is $399, so it's $400 for the main one, which is $50 more than, than the new Switch. Um, and it's only 64 gigs. So that's the same as the Switch, but on Switch, everything is... Um, it's it's all like built in really, really well. And so games aren't that much. 64 gigs, you can fit tons of games on a, on a Nintendo Switch with that. The Nintendo Switch now is 32 gigs. The OLED is twice that, so that's that's quite a bit. But you think of like how how much games are on Steam and how many gigabytes they take up, and people got their gaming PCs with two or three terabytes of space to, to hold their games. The the main uh, base model of this Steam Deck is 399. It's only six, 64 gigabytes. Then going up to 529 dollars, it goes to 256 gigabytes or 649 for 512 gigabytes so it's that's pricey um it's also the oled switch comes out october 8th so that's like in a couple months like two months from now um so that's super super soon um and then the steam deck isn't supposed to like if you you're they're reserving orders for it right now but they're saying like if you reserve your order you're not going to get it till like the second quarter of next year (laughs) <laughs> so it's still a ways out um but you know i'm not interested in the steam deck but what it does for me is like it, it makes it seem more realistic for more handheld things in the future and i know we've talked a little bit about that about like playstation psp or playstation vita and how those were sort of popular but they never really kept going obviously there isn't a new one coming out or anything at least not that i know of um, but this makes it really crazy with what they can fit in such a small package now that it's like you know when you know it, it can't be too far when the power of a ps5 is in the palm of your hand or the power of an xbox series x is in the palm of your hand and this isn't quite that um but it's getting there and so that those are a couple of things I just wanted to bring up um, that are super, super fun and exciting in the gaming world um, coming up. So that is what I'm thinking. Jordan, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the OLED Switch because I know you've got a, a regular Nintendo Switch. And so have you heard much about the OLED Switch? And are you going to upgrade or are you just going to stick with yours? What are your thoughts on that? I don't think I'm going to upgrade. Um I didn't know that it was only like, or that the overall width of the Switch or size of the Switch was just about the same. I thought it was going to be way bigger, which is uh, really good to hear because the big bezels on the Switch make it really hard to play uh, games that I 
actually want to care about. Like I can play Stardew Valley on it all day long, but the moment I try and play Breath of the Wild, it's just too hard to focus on what's going on on the little six inch screen. Um, so I probably, I probably won't upgrade still, but I really want to look at it, uh, side by side and see kind of how it compares to my switch. Yeah. Um, another thing that, like you said, it, it's not what was necessarily rumored. It's not like, a you know, a, a next generation leap. It's just mm-hmm. like more of the same. And right. why did they do that? Because more Nintendo Switches sold in year 2020 than any other console at all. Like, by far. And mm-hmm. the Switch sold more of its consoles, of the Nintendo Switch that year, than the first and second year combined. Like, they, the sales for Nintendo Switch are an upward. Like, they're just gaining more and more and more. So, you know, it makes sense to, like, okay, well, let's reward those people. That are you know yeah. more and more people are jumping on the switch right now, and it's more common for people to have like us who have, or like you Jordan who mm-hmm. have a PS5 and a Nintendo Switch, um, and so you know I, I think it's genius for them to just more of the same. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just crazy. They sold like, I think they sold like forty. Here we go. Okay, Nintendo Switch lifetime sales. In the fiscal year of 2017, which is like right when it came out, 2.7 million. Um, 2018 was 15 million. 2019 was 16.9 million. 2020 was 21 million. And 2021, so the year from the fiscal year, so July 2020 to July 2021, was 24 million copies sold. So it's just upward on an upward scale, like crazy, like mad. So it's yeah. really smart for them to just keep keep doing with more of the same and on their website you can still buy all three models so the Mm -hmm. nintendo switch Lite is 199 the nintendo switch is 299 and the oled switch is 349 and i think that's just it's just genius marketing man Mm -hmm. nintendo nintendo just knows what they're doing (laughs) and they got it's just kind of lucky with animal crossing coming out which was a super hyped game it came out like right as the pandemic hit and i know so many people who are like I need to buy a switch right now and get animal crossing. So I have something to do at home all day. And yeah, that helped out their sales a lot. Yes, definitely. So I'm planning on buying an OLED switch at some point in the next six months or so. I'm not going to get it at launch, but, uh, and getting breath of the wild one and then breath of the wild two when it comes out pretty soon. So that's my plan. I'm, Really looking forward to that. I got a couple of friends who are hardcore Switch players. Shout out to Josh if you're listening. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. But those were just a couple more news items I wanted to bring up. Big things. Dude, Nintendo before the Switch, I was kind of wondering, what's going to happen to Nintendo? Then they came out with the Switch and destroyed the market. Like, Well, they didn't destroy the market. Let's be fair. Xbox and PlayStation still do really well, but like, dude, I want a Switch. I have never had anything but a PlayStation, and there. I mean, to be fair, I've wanted Nintendo 64s at times, you know, things <laughs> like that. But, dude, I'm like ready to fork out the money for a Nintendo Switch because that's the other thing is, um, they're affordable. They've made them extremely affordable, and like, 
when your friend with a switch can just like literally pack it in a bag and play the same thing. You can basically pack want. it in your back pocket, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. That's a huge deal. When I flew to Hawaii, I had to take it out because you have to take electronics out in your luggage. And like while we were trying to run to our, or move quickly to our gate, I just threw it in my back pocket because I didn't Legendary. have time to put it in my back. And yeah. That's awesome. Epic. And then I played Stardew Valley for like six hours on my flight. <laughs> <laughs> That's legendary. Yes, sir. Well, uh, there you have it, folks. It was a pleasure. And how good is it to have all of our shining faces radiating in your ears? Our shining <laughs> voices in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyone have any closing thoughts for this fine episode? Bring no. back Movie Pass. Hey, <laughs> Movie Pass. Regal can somebody movie else yeah. drive a company into the ground so that we can have movies for cheap, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can someone else come up with a terrible business model and let us get in on it for a little bit? <laughs> I love how you would explain that. <laughs> you would explain it and everyone was just like, but you lose money. And he's like, yeah, but it'll work out. <laughs> now they're gone. <laughs> he was Yikes. so hopeful. Uh, but Regal well, Unlimited's got to be doing well, right? Yeah. No, oh, that is a podcast okay. episode. We should talk about all the subscription services. For real. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. We appreciate you so much. Um, yeah. We will catch you on the flippity flip for next week when we review The Suicide Squad. Is John Cena in it? <laughs> is John Cena in it? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, he is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. Is he? All right. right. Yeah. He no is. way. Okay. <laughs> wow. Is that random or did you know that, Micah? I didn't know that. Oh wow. Well, he's in it. You, he's in it. You just can't see him. because oh, that's bam, what his bam, catchphrase. Bam. Oh, wow. Man. Good job, guys. Thanks for. I'm just so good to have everyone back. So it's just great. This was a little bit more laid back episode, but I was just good to have. It was just good to have everybody back. So. Mm-hmm. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza. A wait, wait, wait! Board of Is it now? A lot of us, a lot of us. Keelan Are we still and I recording? worked at yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keelan <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, worked yeah, at yeah, Little Caesars, and it's it's definitely pizza, pizza. Like he just says pizza twice. But I've met people who swear that it's eat some pizza, what? eat some pizza. What? No, no, it's pizza. Right. pizza. It literally says it on the boxes. It does. <laughs> People are crazy. I think it's because it doesn't sound like he's saying the full word of pizza the first time. It sounds like he cuts himself short. But it's, Eat some pizza. It's still pizza pizza. Eat some pizza. <laughs> anyway, I just thought I'd share that for no reason at the end of this episode. Sorry, that makes me so it. mad. <laughs> I'm losing it. All right, well, we better end before Keelan breaks stuff. Ah. So... <laughs> Keep this up and Crispy Kevin's gonna be back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Not Crispy Kevin. I was honestly secretly hoping Chris, Crispy Kevin would show no, up. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this episode of Flicks and Clicks. We'll catch you on the flippy flip.
They think they got off the hook, but I'm still recording, baby. It's Crispy Kevin. I thought maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something.